Hey everyone, today we are in Proverbs chapter 20, verses 5 and 6. Here's what it says. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. So, how do we really know what's in a person? Know, know what they have for breakfast. But what's in a person's soul? What's in their character? What do they stand for? What kind of person are they really? Solomon gives us a prime example of how to gauge another person. So I want to talk some about this judging others idea. Don't get me wrong. The Bible teaches us not to judge others. And yet, another place it tells us to judge others. So there's undeniably a, a context for doing both. And we need to make judgments every day, for example. But it's to what degree do we trust people with different things like our finances, uh, our babysitters for our children. Uh, we make judgments on who we want our pastor to be if you go to church and, uh, and what church our family attends based on things like whether the pastor actually preaches the truth of God's word. And in fact, I, I believe it's God's word that is the basis, should be the basis for our judgments in, in life. Not to do it with our own rationale, uh, but we are actually to let God's word help us with interpreting others and knowing what's in their heart. Um, and so we make these judgments on a ba daily basis. But we're broken people as well. And these judgments that we make in living out lives and relationships, they are not final judgments on people. Only God can do that. Um, we cannot truly know a person's heart. We're limited to our knowledge of these things. We do not know all the things that have gone into their life decisions. Only God does. And, and sadly, much of the time we make judgments based on a look somebody gives us or a word spoken in haste. I mean, people make mistakes even. And we might judge a person's total character about that with hardly any substance. While we only may have a microcosm of a percentage of knowledge about that person, and many times we sadly make judgments solely based on gossip we hear. So in order to judge in the context God wants, we must know God's word and let it guide us or else we will judge others just like the world does. So uh, Solomon tells us how man's heart is like deep water. And he says there are, are many who state that their love is sure and trustworthy and he doesn't tell us the context of of that love maybe it's a man's spouse or his child or it's a commitment to uh, his boss that he's pledged or a friend saying to them uh, you know me you can trust me and and tell the truth I don't know if anyone's ever told me you cannot trust me I'm a lousy person, I would make a lousy friend. I mean, few people say that, I would say. But how can we know to trust others? How can we see down into the deep waters of uh, the purposes of a person's heart? Solomon then asked the question. I think it's very telling. Here's what he says. 
but a faithful man who can find. I think that's a big part of the answer. We can only trust someone who is steadfast and faithful. Of course, that's the problem too, right? <laughs> that's none of us. We all fall very short of that. We, we fail God. We fail others. We even fail ourselves, according to the results of that last exercise program I started. And I think that it's the degrees in our steadfastness that makes our judgments more complex and difficult to traverse. And what I mean is uh, degrees in faithfulness to others. Um, they can actually be seen in believers and atheists alike. And, and these are the waters of judgment that we have to navigate and that Solomon is talking about, I think. And that's in relationships. I believe Solomon helps us with this, pointing us to look at a person's faithfulness. I like to think of it like this. A person's faith is always verified by their faithfulness. I think faith uh, is the root of the word faithfulness, and I think it is the root of faithfulness in action as well. Some degree of faithfulness always accompanies true faith. However, good works are not true faithfulness unless they're motivated by faith, so one can have works without faith, but not faith without works. Does that make sense? Okay, well, at the end of the day, Solomon's question remains, a faithful man who can find? And it's true, there's only been one. Even Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. Therefore, we must conclude that when he says his love towards us is steadfast, we can trust him. So that kind of goes with our text, right? Let me go back and look at that. Um, many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find so in Hebrews 4, verse 15, speaking of Jesus, it says this, Who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin? So he is faithful, a faithful man who can find he never sinned. That's, that's Jesus Christ. We can trust him. And I love Exodus chapter 33 and 34. In 33, 18, Moses asked God to show him his glory. And the next day in, in chapter 34, verse 6, we find this. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's our God. Let's pray. Father God, you are awesome, Lord. You are faithful. You are righteous. You're trustworthy. You're steadfast. We are sinners, Lord. But not Jesus, the God-man, your only begotten Son. He's the only one who's been faithful to, to you. And he has been faithful to his word. He's been faithful to us. And, and we have good reason to put our faith in him and to grow more and more in our faithfulness to him. And help us to do that, Father. Grow us, work, your work in progress. 
Um, your word says, uh, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, and Jesus was paid the wages of our sin with his death on the cross. This is the gift for all who believe, all who delight on him. He will impute his righteousness to them and give us fellowship with God, making us acceptable by God. And then Jesus rose from the grave. And we who believe again are, are given that same power that raised him from the grave to live victorious uh, resurrection type lives in this world and be victorious over sin in this life as we walk with him along with amazing peace and joy and thank you father so much for that and then as jesus was raised incorruptible so we too will be raised uh, no more subject to the the consequences of sin like sickness pain death sorrow depression all gone and we will be with you forever lord Thank you for this great gift, and to God be the glory, through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen.